Welcome to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We put knowledge and care within reach so you have everything you need to live your life to the fullest. This podcast is sponsored by the UM Charles Regional Medical Center, and I'm your host, Evo Terra. My guest today is Dr. Rumbi Nazara, a surgeon at UM Charles Regional Medical Group. Welcome to the show, doctor. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about an issue that is very near and dear to my heart. I would love to get more information, but let's start at the beginning. We're talking about bariatric surgery. What kind of goals are patients looking for when they seek out this procedure? So bariatric surgery is any surgery that has a goal of achieving weight loss and healthy weight. While each patient has individualized goals for why they undergo the surgery, the main goal for the surgeon is to treat any obesity-related conditions and prevent the development of other obesity-related health conditions. That's great. And so when we're, when we're doing this with our patients, we obviously know about bariatric surgery for weight loss, but what are some other medical complications that this surgery can address? So the main related conditions that patients are looking to treat are things like diabetes, high blood pressure, osteoarthritis, sleep apnea, and even pulmonary conditions. Other complications from obesity that can be treated are emotional disorders such as depression or any problems with body image, and that can be addressed with the surgery too. Hmm. Okay, great. So maybe lots of people are thinking about, is this surgery for me? So I'll ask the question of what makes someone a good candidate for bariatric surgery? Bariatric surgery is a good option for patients who are suffering from severe obesity. And we define this based on BMI, which is a body mass index. So patients with a BMI over 35 or who have a BMI over 40 would be good candidates to think about bariatric surgery. Now, obviously, we want to make sure that other medical conditions are well controlled to make it safe for the patient to undergo surgery. And we want to make sure that patients are in good mental health so that they have a good outcome right after the surgery, as well as long-term. Yeah, long-term care is certainly important. So let's say that I'm the patient, and I'm considering getting this surgery done. There's a question, what should I be considering? How do I know this is the right decision for me? So the first step for any patient who is thinking about surgery is to make an appointment with a reputable bariatric surgeon to really sit down with them and talk about an individualized plan about the goals that the patient and which surgery might be a good fit. That way the patient also would get more information about each of the surgeries to be able to make an informed decision. Yeah, informed decisions are certainly key. And I know the field of bariatric surgery has certainly changed over the years. So let's talk about that for a moment. What types of different bariatric surgeries are there? So you're absolutely right. There's been a lot of changes in the different procedures that are offered for the treatment of obesity. The bariatric surgeries that are available, the sleeve gastrectomy is the most common procedure that is offered. And in that procedure, we use a stapler to divide the stomach and remove about 80% of the stomach. Wow. The next most popular procedure is the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass. That procedure has been around for a long time, over 50 years, and about 30% of all bariatric procedures are the gastric bypass. Some of the less common procedures are the gastric band and the duodenal switch, and some of that has to do with complexity of those procedures as well as potential complications. 
Lots of decisions to be made, obviously, with your doctor in tow. I have a few acquaintances of mine who've gone through the surgery, and I know that they've had to do some ahead-of-time work. So let's talk about that. How do patients prepare for surgery? What do they need to do? Absolutely. So preparation is key to ensure that patients do well during the time of the surgery as well as long-term. And most programs will have a very robust support system for patients to go through dietary training and counseling to make sure that they understand the changes that will be needed after the surgery. We also try and make sure that patients have all their medical conditions well controlled before surgery and have them work with a cardiologist, a psychiatrist, so we can address everything that will make the surgery safe. Earlier, you talked about the goals that the surgeon has with the surgery. Let's talk about success. What defines a successful surgery? And, and I guess the other question is, what is the success rate of these types of surgeries? So I define the success of the surgery based on the patient's initial goals. But I would say as the field, the main thing we look for is weight loss of at least 50% of the patient's excess body weight. Mm. And that's the weight that the patient is above an ideal body weight for their height. In terms of the success rate of the surgery, patients tend to see pretty fantastic results. About 80 to 85% of patients will meet that threshold of losing at least 50% of their excess weight. That's very successful. 80% is great. So what happens after the surgery? I mean, clearly you don't lose 50% of your body mass as soon as the surgery is done. It takes some time. But what does happen after the surgery? And thinking about recovery time more than I am full weight loss time, what's it like? So bariatric surgery has really moved to being minimally invasive, meaning using small incisions and laparoscopic surgery. And that means that the recovery is much easier for most patients. After surgery, most patients go home one day after surgery. We expect them to be up, to be moving around pretty much right after they get out of the operating room from surgery. Most patients go home on day one, and most patients are returning to work at about two weeks after the surgery. Immediately after, the biggest change is in terms of the diet. So patients will start out on a liquid diet and gradually progress to thicker liquids and eventually solids over the first few weeks after surgery. And so when we're back to eating solid foods after all of this and we're ready for to be part of that 80% success factor you mentioned, when does it happen? How long until someone starts seeing results? I think that's the most amazing part about the surgery. Patients are pretty surprised that they start to see weight loss even in the first few weeks after surgery. About half of all the weight that we're talking about is lost in the first three months after the surgery. Wow. But patients continue to lose weight even up to 12 to 18 months after surgery. That's really fantastic. So you mentioned previously that it takes some time to build up to your solid food, once again, the foods you're normally eating with. But when you're there... How is the diet restricted? Do you recommend a restricted diet either from calories or types of foods or certain perhaps diets they should be on? So once patients are past the initial stage where they're eating liquids and thicker liquids, they do go back to a fairly normal diet. But as you pointed out, we are aiming to help patients make better decisions about their food. And additionally, because these surgeries decrease the size of the stomach, patients are usually not able to eat the same amounts or portion sizes that they were eating before the surgery. So our goal is actually to get them to a point where 
patients have a lot of information to be able to make better choices about foods, avoiding any empty calories, and getting all the nutrients that they need in order to continue to achieve a healthy weight. Which is obviously what someone wants. Take off the weight, but also keep off the weight. Absolutely. Let's talk about side effects, complications, reason to not get the surgery. So absolutely. You know, any procedure that we do in medicine comes with the risk of potential complications. So things like bleeding, infection, injuring something in the course of the surgery. But these surgeries have actually been around for a long time. So the sleeve gastrectomy for over 20 years and the gastric bypass for over 50 years. As a result, there's been a lot of advancements in the field to decrease any potential complications and increase the safety of these procedures. Thus, the complication rates are actually comparable to other common procedures, so things like gallbladder removal and removal of the appendix as well. And is this an elective surgery, or is some or all of this covered by most insurance plans? So most insurance companies realize that the impact on health is pretty profound if patients are able to get better control of diabetes, better control of osteoarthritis, arthritis, and hypertension. As a result, most of them will provide some coverage for this procedure. I always advise patients to obviously speak to their bariatric surgeon or facility to ensure that they have all the information about the insurance coverage. This all sounds fascinating. Any final thoughts to leave with the listeners? So the reason I ended up doing bariatric surgery is because I saw just how life-changing this procedure is for patients. It's pretty remarkable to see patients do things that they never thought they'd be able to do. So things from running a marathon or even just as simple as running around and playing with their kids. And so I really encourage any patient, anyone who's suffering from obesity, to at least sit down with someone, talk about the procedure, and see if this may be an option that may be life-changing for you. Yeah, I agree. Get back to the life that you need to live. Dr. Nazara, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed the chatting about this. And once again, that was Dr. Rumbi Nazara, a surgeon at UM Charles Regional Medical Group. You can find more episodes just like this one at umms.org slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. I have been your host, Evo Terra. We look forward to you joining us again.